In the mascot justice system, mascots are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The fans who yell shoot, and the podcasters who talk about the offenders. This is Flyperbole. It's a strange universe you two live in. It's the perfect way to start, watching RoboCop movies and, you know, it's ultra-violence from the 80s. It's it's perfect. I can't think of a better way to start a podcast. You know, especially a podcast where you're going to talk about things like Gritty punching a kid in the back. Or maybe specifically we could say a man in a gritty costume punching a child in the back. But no, 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 we're going to we're going to make it seem like Gritty is a, a real creature with a name and identity that is assaulting children. That is how society's going to work now. OK, so have they actually said the person's name? They don't actually know who was in the gritty costume. No, they was... never said his name, which is how you know it's a bunch of bullshit. Also, how many guys rotate? I don't understand how many people are in the gritty. Like, it's one dude. Many... There's only one, right? One dude, yeah. The three gritties. <laughs> I didn't know if there was like <laughs> at any know, given like moment. Graveyard shift one, and like the other one comes in <laughs> for like a more. I don't know. I don't know if there's there gritty like prime. Yeah. Psychotic gritty, and of course <laughs> the gritty who laughs. But well, I, yeah, I'm pretty much this is just a. It feels like a a money grab. The whole thing. I don't think. I, I don't think he did it. So let's recap the story. Yeah, right? yeah let's you know, recap like it all. Professional podcasters, which we are not. And, uh, you know, very just to, professional. Being also professional and very professional people, uh, you might have noticed there's not just me and Craig today. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Kelly Hankel finally made it on to Flyperbole. We, we finally. Listen, we don't have many guests because Craig and I, I are shy. Yeah. We are shy. Oh. Am I allowed to say the F word on this podcast? Uh, well, I, that's... It's encouraged. I about that. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh, we've never... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't care. This is a bad joke. Just go ahead and say it. Get out there. <laughs> it just leaks out of me. Okay, yeah. No, you Do you want to use it on the gritty, on your opinion? Oh, wait, we got to go on to what actually happened with gritty. Listen, it's a, it's a family program, but Philadelphia families, so... Yeah. Cursing rules are kind of out the window. Yeah. Yeah, but no, to recap this gritty story real quick. So a Delaware man, which is always a bad start. Naturally. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of crimes kind of start with Delaware man, but. <laughs> <laughs> the Northeast answer to Florida man, yeah. Yeah, essentially. Uh, a Delaware man came out and said, I'm not going to renew my Flyer season tickets because Gritty ran at full force and punched his son in the back as hard as he could, which a lot of that just sounds suspicious to start with. And then he went on to say, well, the flyers didn't give me anything good. And the picture we took with him was bad. And of course that picture was his Facebook picture. And <laughs> none of this adds up. The, none of it. I mean, I just didn't, nobody else saw it. That's another thing. Cause like there would have been other season ticket holders there. Right. I mean, no. have, have you ever been in the same room with gritty? Yes, like, he stroked people, my head. It was, I, I, you know, I yeah. believe it. Cause people gritty, lose their shit. You know, gritty kind of came great. on to me, and I was scared. Oh, boy. Here we go. Craig was there. I was there. I did witness it. And mm. I thought Steve could have given a little bit more. But anyway, like, yeah, but you're right. Whenever Gray's in the room, like, everybody's going to be looking at him, too. There's no, there's not really any downtime for him to get away with uh, getting running punches in on kids in the back. Running punches. He's large, like you would see him, you know, yeah, moving. Yeah, that's a lot of work to that's a lot of work to punch a 
a teenager. I, I mean, I don't know. I think he was 12, Craig. Not quite a teenager. Oh, my bad. Sorry about that. Yeah. Get the facts right, <laughs> you professional voice I also, blogger. I will say he also, the dad also complained about the picture, about a lousy picture before he actually complained about Gritty hitting the kid, too. That's my right. favorite part is him complaining about the And the picture was bad. Like, <laughs> why are you throwing? I'm not going to sue, but the flyer should give me a lot of cool shit. And I think they were offering to. And then he was just like, well, yeah, whatever. And uh, apparently here we are. There's been no updates. Uh, there's still a... I mean, it's still being uh, looked into by the Philadelphia Police Department, I believe. I don't think it is. I thought they said something about it being an open case, but like there just wasn't... I feel like they have some more important things to do. They should. Like, the Flyers came out and said, we looked into this and uh, it didn't no. happen. Yeah. So I kind of felt like that was the end of it. And I just feel like... Uh, national media outlets are just still writing stories about it because clicks. Because, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Okay. But I don't think anything's happening. People Nothing. love Gritty and they love to hate Gritty. It's true. I think he's innocent. I'll say it. I don't Free think I, Gritty. No. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say about it is I, th I want Gritty's name to be free i don't want it to be labeled with this uh this bs that's what i'll say what kind of jail do you put a gritty in is it a zoo do you put him in a zoo i I, mean, I hope somewhere globally there's just a comedically large jail full of mascots and it's like just like the old philly fanatic or like they, i don't know other mascots that have done shit wrong and they're just all on this vacated island it's just like tommy the hawk tommy the hawk yeah he did suplex that guy last year uh then the, then the Padres have a mascot that like was getting fresh with women back in like the 80s. Throw him in there. Uh, I don't know. There's there's probably a whole yeah there's a whole bunch of them. So that would be that's where Gritty goes now. That's my that's my answer. Gritty's being escorted to the mascot jail facility in Ohio. It just seems like where it would be. Ohio, Florida, uh, Texas. Those are probably those would be my three guesses for where the mascot prison is. That's it. Like. That's, uh, that's all I got. Yeah. That's a good start is the mascot prison. That's how you always want to start a podcast talking about a fictional mascot prison. <laughs> or is it real? So I think we're all in agreement. This is kind of a, a bullshitty non-story that this guy has just been a season ticket for holder for a while. Uh, just wants the Flyers to fight. They probably off offered him a Voracek stick and he's like, yeah, but he doesn't shoot with it. So what good is it? Nice. <laughs> got him. Got him, and I got <laughs> got blocked on Twitter. Also, he's been passing some pucks into the net, though. I would say he had a, he had a pretty nice pass to the net on uh, Tuesday. Had one last week. Yeah, I mean, he's been killing it lately. I called him out earlier in the year. I thought he was uh, regressing into the point of being uh, over the hill, but I thought he's looked pretty good the last couple of games. That's he what the fans. What if the fans yell "net pass" at him instead of "shoot"? Maybe he'll respond better. He's like, now I get it. And he'll just go on like a ten-game goal streak. And that's how I'll do it. It was lost in translation this whole time. <laughs> I will say I do like the new top six right now. Or the JVR Drew connecting line is killing it the last couple of games. And then, uh, yeah, Katori and Voracek. Katori can carry. We're going to be talking about Katori a little bit in this episode. But, yeah, that guy is uh, still good at hockey. Still good I refuse. at carrying team. Yeah, no, Steve's got a staunch Katori is bad. Or he just wants <laughs> them to stick the plane. 
chess. I forget what the stance actually is, but it's a whole thing. <laughs> Interesting. I don't think that's a real stance of mine. It... <laughs> no, it's not a stance. Chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers. Uh, yeah, see, yeah. Um, but uh, I well, do you want to transition to the other big thing? Or I thought the big thing. A couple other big things this week were Jeff Carter rumors and uh, Brandon Manning being uh, apparently racist. Which one do you? What a big news week it is. I mean, there was a, yeah, there was a lot going on. Uh, so uh, you want to go at Brandon Manning for being a racist, or you want to go right at Jeff Carter? What are we thinking? I'm going to leave it up to our guest. Honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you direct this show? <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. Like, what is there to say about Brandon Manning? I mean, like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Okay, cool. Now no one has to sign him to a contract ever again. I mean, they're still going to sign him. They only gave him a five game suspension, too. He's still going to. I mean, you mean to tell me that Brandon Manning's hockey career might be over? Before it even began, Steve. Oh, he's been here for a while. (laughs) It's just, I feel like he's been in the NHL for 25 years and he scored five goals and gotten into two fights with Connor McDavid and said one horrifically racist thing. Five yep. goals seems generous. Well, I mean, he did score that one against the Flyers when they were playing the Bruins a couple years ago. So they have that one. Didn't he uh, own goal us one time? No, that's what, yeah. It's when, oh, that's uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a 1-1 one, one game and he <laughs> fucking redirected a shot past Mason with like three seconds left. So that was a game. Uh, the game where Proveroff pretty much stole the game against the Blues. I think he had a goal in that game. And that's, uh, I think that's it. I think those are all the times Brandon Manning actually scored for when he was with the Flyers. I think that's, that's all of them. But five games for using a racial slur against Bilka Amama of the uh, LA Kings uh, AHL team, the Ontario Reign. Uh, and Ryan Rushog of TSN wanted us to clarify that uh, it was not the word used in the Alou Peter situation. So thank you for that, Ryan. But uh, it was still a racist slur. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Brandon Manning. There you go. Yeah, that was the most interesting thing. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't say like the really bad one, you guys. So it's like, yeah, he, he was racist, but he wasn't that. He wasn't all the way all right. racist. So he, he, he wasn't a super way. racist. He was just a, yeah, well, oh. just a mostly racist. Just a. No, it, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Brandon Manning, of all the inconsequential pieces of shit out there, the there man dog, fuck off, Brandon Manning. This is what I want. Jesus wanted. Christ. This is, yeah. Like, what a just sham of a career this guy had by being a mediocre defenseman. Oh, he pissed off Connor McDavid twice. <laughs> Good riddance. 14 goals. Get the hell out of here. I can't believe he had that many. I looked at him. Me neither. 14? He had a seven goal season with the Flyers in 17 18. Which yeah, is how he got that sweet, sweet <laughs> Chicago contract. <laughs> Seven goals. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, well, wasn't that the whole, you know, uh, Haxtell didn't want to play Travis Anheim era? Wasn't that that same season? Probably. Correct. Yeah, he figured, yeah, that guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. Well, so, I, you know, he knew windsurfing and he knew shitty defensemen. <laughs> so some terrible ass defensemen on and off the ice. So the surfing uh, yeah. bird knew what he was doing. All right. Just Brandon Manning now, uh, so he's uh, so he's never playing hockey, probably again. No, he's not playing. Or maybe hockey. he'll just play a bunch because it's the NHL and there are no consequences. I was, gonna, I was gonna say he got five game suspension in the AHL, but he's not. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll he'll be back in a couple weeks. So this. I mean, it's like I say, I forget what the la- and it's sad that I even have to say the last racist incident, 
but we shouldn't have to be going through this shit. We shouldn't have to be dealing with this shit. And they need to punish these guys more harshly for pulling this shit. It is unbelievable that we're still dealing with this, that we have this game that we constantly try to say, well, you know, hockey's for everyone. And shit like this gets a five-game suspension. Throw them out of the league. It's Brandon Manning. (laughs) Yeah, it's no loss. Make an example out of him. He sucks anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. They should have done something something more than five games, I think. But especially because he acknowledged it and uh Mama acknowledged it too. So like it's there's no there's no chance it didn't happen. It happened and he only got five games, but I mean anyway, I guess we can move on to Jeff Carter. Maybe. Talk about I, Jeff Carter. I guess we could also go back to the past, go gonna go back in time and talk about Jeff Carter. <laughs> sure. What, what, uh, this... what could we possibly? What could we possibly have to talk about Jeff Carter for, Greg? Um, this is apparently John Clark throughout this rumor that uh, when the Kings came to uh, Philly on Saturday, he threw out that there had been some. Uh, the Flyers had been talking about reacquiring Carter, uh, and I heard it was last season. I believe it was. And uh, he was tearing hatter asking about it. And he said, I don't want to leave L.A. I can tell you that right now. And then he went on to talk about the, the cup run in 2010. And uh, I just wanted to see if you guys thought if uh, adding Jeff Carter back to the team would make sense. I kind of feel at first I felt like it wouldn't be the best idea. But I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't really be totally against it. I don't think it's going to happen, mainly because of the cap. And also, I don't think he wants to leave L.A., <laughs> which is a pretty big factor in the whole him coming back to Philly. But uh, It's I also want... oh, yeah, just yeah. so Philly. Like, oh, yeah. Could we so... just stop? Could we stop bringing back the guys that we traded when they were good, when they're past their prime? <laughs> like, Could we just stop doing it? I thought, let's see. Yeah, cause... Like, I'm legitimately shocked that it wasn't Sam Carcitti that was asking about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was waiting to see if he had started up the whole rumor mill, and I didn't know if this was the actual thing that started it, but I don't know. People were talking about it, and I I want, I want the Flyers to get another guy that shoots first. Shoot. Jeff Carter wouldn't necessarily be at the top of that list, I guess, just because of his age and his contract and shit. Well, and also, also, he can't actually hit the net, right? Oh, hi, I'm wide, am I right? Oh, I'll never get game six. But also, he hasn't broken more than 15 goals uh, in two seasons. Uh, He had, well, this year he has 14 goals. But he had 13 goals in 76 games last season. He had 13 goals in 27 games in 2017-18. Before that, though, uh, he did have 32 goals and 250 shots, 468 shot attempts. This year he's on pace for only 22 goals, but more shots and 408 shot attempts. So he's on, he's producing the same amount of offense pretty much, which Maybe he's just missing that sweet, sweet sea isle life, you know, LA oh, baby too too you know, the weather too good for him all the time. You know, it's too hot. No, he misses sea isle. He's got to get back to sea isle and old city. I know most guys, uh, younger guys when they're in LA are like, you know what? Not enough partying out here in LA. I got to get out of this city and go somewhere else. So I definitely see that argument from Jeff Carter coming back to Philly. I have to go hang out at Buffalo Billiards on 2nd Street. (laughs) Or Buffalo Billiards. Uh, Yeah, I guess he is married. Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. I guess you could say that. I don't know. I feel like... Jeff Carter don't change. Yeah, I don't know if Jeff Carter is exactly the type that would change. I'm not... Well, I I don't want to... I'm not putting that out there. But 
I wouldn't mind him coming back to Philly. I'm not for it. I don't know. I kind of want Tyler Toffoli more. There are other guys out there I want more than him, but it was something that was kicked around this week. So just throwing it out there, just seeing where you guys are at. Thinking Kelly is a big fan. Kelly wants to bring him back. That's what you're saying? No. <laughs> we should Sorry. we should bring back Mike Richards. Um, oh man, I miss. But him. I don't even. I don't By even. By we, think you I'm... mean the NHL? Well, yeah, the Flyers specifically. I just meant the league him a, as a whole. A because... Giant signing bonus to make up for all of the sins that have been done to him. Would you take Mike Richards over Connor Boneman? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, Connor. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Absolutely. All day. Yeah. I don't even know the last time Mike Richards skated, but yes, absolutely. Well, it's been at least it's been within the last five years, so it's been good enough for me to say, yeah, let's put Boneman back down in the AHL. Like riding a bike, he'll pick it right back up. Maybe we can maybe we can trade Vorobiev to get Mike Richards to sign. Like we just trade Vorobiev to nobody. Just where are we trading Vorobiev to? The lake house? Yeah, I was sure. gonna say we're trading Vorobiev to Kelowna, yeah. and in trade. return we get Mike Richards and his boat. That's a good deal. I don't That's see. Yeah, where's the what's the bad part of the deal? Who I'm, says I'm, no? Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like we're gonna have to take on a a Leighton to be named later or something like that though for <laughs> this kind of deal. <laughs> I'm oh, trying to think you... of what's up. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna throw out bullshit trade ideas for uh, Jeff Carter. I was gonna do the whole Tyler Pitt like oh, do it. Bryce of Valley or Vasily of uh, 2027-7th, and then see if we can get Jeff Carter. Don't clear any cap space, and then just add Jeff Carter on. Ooh, I don't know about that seventh. That's a lot. All right, 2028th seventh. Just All right, back. yeah, just keep kicking the can down right. the road. Yeah. The whole Flyers Canadians trade situation. Just keep trading seventh <laughs> until some shit hits the wall. Until another, until a primo hits his stride, and it's for the other organization. Anyway, I'm thinking know. we trade the the rights to Ilya Brizgalov's season tickets. Mm-hmm. All right, two annual Danny Briere appearances, okay. and an awkward run in with Brian Prop for <laughs> Mike Richards. That's I think perfect. That's an attractive package. It is. There's a lot in there. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'm fine with anything, bro. Oh, oh, I got one more piece. I got one more piece I'll put in. Samuel Morin. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm not backing out. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, 700,000 of Samuel Morin. All right, I'll keep him 20, under, 21. Uh, I'm thinking next year. Yeah, Once he gets on that, uh, that fourth deal where he's not breaking a million dollars, I'm gonna. I think that's the year he's finally gonna break out. I'm feeling Listen, it. By the time he is 55 years old, he is definitely gonna have a breakout season. <laughs> I believe it. Kids got raw talent. Can't teach size. You so. can't teach size. Next prior. <laughs> Poor guy. He just keeps trying, and we keep dunking, and we keep dunking. I do feel bad for him. I do feel bad for him, but it's just at the same time, it's just we've been saying this for what feels like a lifetime. I feel like he would not have made it even without the knee injuries. No, he was not good. He could have been. He could have been special, Kelly. He could have been our next pronger. God, he could have been Chara, guys, and he just. Sure. It's all gone. It's all gone. Anyway, what's not gone is Sean Couturier's 200-foot play, and as the PHWA, that was a pretty good fucking Fucking segue. Oh my god. Yeah. You've uh, definitely you've had that in your back pocket, and I ever not. since you we started, I'm good at segues. Kelly doesn't; she doesn't listen. You know, I'm good. I've, I've seen you fall building them up. All right, so that was a good one. That's all I've seen you fall off of numerous segues. <laughs> okay, fine. Didn't I? I nailed that one. 
fucking landed on my feet on that one. So anyway, PHWA midseason award winners were announced for 2020 today. Couturier leads the Selkie voting. He won the Selkie voting. Uh, he, which of course is the forward who best excels in the defensive aspect of the game. He beat out Patrice Bergeron and Ryan O'Reilly. So uh, oh, that ain't lasting. That ain't lasting. Yes. Yes. Those two guys, they rip them off every year. I it's love gonna how it is kind of funny. Pavel that. Datsuk's going to come back from Russia and steal the trophy away from him <laughs> right before the ceremony starts. Mike Richard is going to sign that deal with the Flyers and get it playing one game on the fourth line. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, but he's uh, he's got it, folks. I don't know. Uh, I don't think this is the year for Patrice Bergeron. Uh, people finally realize Marshall's not that bad. Pasternak's going to finish with a thousand goals. It's kind of hard to argue that he needs good defense with that. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know. He just—it's Couturier's here. I don't have a good argument for why Ryan well, Craig, it. Let me bring up. <laughs> let me bring up this player. Okay, there's this little-known guy. He's flown under the radar his entire career. He's—I would say he's the most underrated player in the game. His name's Alexander Barkov. Oh God. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Barkov. No, you're right. No, you're right. Nobody. I mean, have we talked about Barkov yet, guys? This I've never guy, heard of him. Alexander Barkov. <laughs> I do. I, I do want to speak on Barkov. He's the new Louis Erickson to me. The guy that there was like a six-year span where Louis Erickson became the most underrated player in the league. Like everybody was just like, he's the most underrated player. Literally everybody. So and now he's at this point in his career where he's got like three goals or something terrible this year. Like he's just not good anymore. So I'm waiting for that point in Barkov's career where he's about five years past getting double-digit goals. And then I can just keep bringing Alexander Barkov up. So I'm waiting for it. Uh, I'm surprised he wasn't on here, though, by the way, actually. Speaking of uh, underrated, I thought he would have uh, I thought he would have been second or third on this. Actually, he's, 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 he's not on any of these, is he? He's Holy. too underrated. He's just oh my flying God, he under actually the radar. Is. All right, let's break wow. the news. Barkov's actually underrated. So sorry about that. I was yeah. joking around for a while, but nobody's paying attention. They're right. Yeah, that's it. You finally admitted it. It's yeah, about time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I would actually, other. I would actually like to talk about how good Couturier's been. And just, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, I, I did say the chestnut checkers line, and I know you, you love to. <laughs> you I have just, a good I, with that one. But, I just enjoy it because I like to see. I can picture you walking up to people and saying it. And anyway, just like shaking them and going like, "Watch Sean Couturier." <laughs> but he really, I, I just there is no guy on the Flyers, and I love a lot of guys on this Flyers team, but. There is just nobody that is just always, almost always in the right position like he is doing these little things that just are unnoticeable unless you're at the game. Like you see a lot on TV, but when you're at the game, there are just so many little things he does that nobody else is doing that is just phenomenal. And it's a pleasure to watch this guy and to see him evolve into the player he's become. And God damn, I want to see him win this trophy. So do I. And I, I honestly think he's going to because these writers uh no offense charlie um are kind of just like a herd of hive mind dorks and i feel like once they all kind of like key in on who they want to win these trophies like that's it so they've they've keyed in on couturier this is it they're not going to change their minds now because that would require a lot of like effort on their part hive mind dorks Hive mind dorks. I like that. That's a good uh, joke right that's, there. Uh, that's a fair point. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, and also, well, speaking of the Katorian, uh, it's his uh, ability to shut down top end opponents. And the I, best players. 
yeah, the best, the very best. And I talked about this, or I wrote this stat for the, uh, the article I wrote yesterday. Crosby didn't have a five-on-five shot attempt in the game on Tuesday. That was his first, the first time in 70 games he didn't have a single shot attempt at five-on-five. So he didn't throw a single puck at the net on Tuesday night, and he was out on the ice primarily just against Farabee, Couturier, and Voracek. And Craig, Couturier, he had a bad night. Did you hear? Oh, it was just off, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that's what the, the Penguins Was Mike Milbury saying yeah. that? Because Mike Milbury <laughs> was just making every fucking excuse for the Penguins in that game. Just what a disgusting <laughs> announcing job by him, by a disgusting man. Did we ever get... I'm a little fired up tonight. Why was that... I don't understand why we got that broadcast crew either. What was that? That was obviously the A game, was it not? Uh, I think Doc had the poops. Yeah, he was pooping the sheets. So the deal was... The only thing that I can figure is that he was already on vacation. Oh, yeah, we already talked about that. Yeah, because he's got to do the... Yeah, you're right. That's what it was. Doc would say soiled. He wouldn't say pooped. Soiled! Now we go down to my bedroom where the sheets have been soiled. Due to an illness beyond my control. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. That. And then you're pop ba da 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 da. Oh shit. Uh, and so, what do you think about the sheet situation? Doc, I'm down here. It's disgusting. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. And oh, I'm I'm gonna puke everywhere. It's just gonna be a bigger mess. <laughs> I like how NBC is broadcasting this mess going on at Doc's house. I like how they got a broadcast crew out there. They're here for the real game. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about these other award winners, shall we? Wait, before we... Wait, one thing, though, I just want to complain about before you move on, because it's Couturier-related. I don't know if you saw Sarah Volley put out his 50 best players in the league midway through list a couple of days ago. No Sean Couturier on this list. Boo! Which was uh, just like, Frank, you fucking live here. Like, you know. <laughs> That's either a troll move or he was just putting the rankings of things he heard at Boston bars. Like, he didn't hear <laughs> Sean Couturier's name whispered at a Boston bar. So he was like, I don't, I don't know who that is. That's why, you know, Dan Heinen was on that list and uh, yeah. Sean Corelli. That's why, yeah. Don't, so I want to read too much into that. I don't like to get worked up about lists, but like 50, number one, Chara. 50 is a lot of players. <laughs> number many, two, pasta. Wait, how many? <laughs> how many online forums do you think start with? I don't like getting angry about lists. <laughs> list high paragraphs about getting angry about lists. <laughs> I don't want to get angry about this list, but no, that's fair. I mean, that's I like saw, the old Dennis Miller. Like, I don't mean to go off on a rant. And then he talks for five minutes on Monday yeah, for Football. Like yeah. Five minutes, like 45 minutes. And then he just doesn't <laughs> stop. You've missed an entire quarter. I, so Kelly, I didn't, I saw a tweet about that. I didn't actually look at the 50 names. Was there any extremely terrible person that shouldn't have been on that list? Like one extreme oversight? Or did you not look at there? Okay, so if I'm being totally honest, I scanned the list for flyers. And when I saw none, I stopped reading. So I did not absorb any information from the actual list. That is the proper way for a Flyers fan to read a list. I did put it in the flyby, though, so you can go look at it if you want to. How is... Nice plug, by the way. But also, how is Konechny or Provorov not on that list either? Because I could still... Even now, I can still get how Couturier could be overlooked nationally, still. (sighs) But, like, Konechny scores. And we've been... We've been talking about Provorov nonstop for years now. Provorov plays 35 minutes a game. 
He's just cool I mean, as a cucumber. Yeah. yeah, that should be enough right there. And he's starting no, to get it, goals like he did against Canadians. I mean, it's been going on for years at this point. I mean, Claude Giroux, despite being one of the top scorers of the last decade, just no respect whatsoever. And it's just a sick joke at this point. I agree. But and it's especially bad from a guy like Sarah Valley, you know, also known for hanging out with uh, babes at Sea Isle. And, you know, he's <laughs> he's from here. We expect better yeah. from somebody from here who's had gray hair since he was 12 years old. <laughs> he really has. Yeah, that's kind of impressive. But, yeah, he is hashtag from here. So maybe next time, maybe it'll be some kind of course correction and he'll throw on 11 flyers. Well, I bet Johnny Gaudreau's list has Sean Couturier. I bet it does. Yeah, probably what does. about Bobby Ryan? Bobby Ryan's list definitely has Sean Couturier. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see the next top 50 players in the league and like Scott Lawn's 39th. He's just like, <laughs> Well, that's the fly purple list because we love Scott Lawton on the show. We love us some Scooty Lutes. Yeah, he's a Scooty Lutes. You have <laughs> literally never called him Scooty Lutes on this show. That some is the first. Scotty Hats. Some Scooty. I can't. There's nothing. Scooty Lutes. Scotty Lots. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, the other award winners. Hard trophy. Let's, let's just move on. Connor McDavid's first. Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon second, David Poshnik's third. So there's there's Pasta. How do we feel about Pasta being the third nominee for for Hart? See, I, yeah. I thought. I well, think it's a big problem. Argument... It's a big problem because when they announce his name at the awards, okay. they're more more than likely going to say it as Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants that. It's funny because it's true. Kelly, you're in the middle of it now. You're in the thick of it. The yeah. thick of that Pasta. It bothers me every time someone says it. I haven't eaten any Italian food since I got here. In the protest. weirdest thing, so, so I used to in work. Protest of this. <laughs> That's a good protest. I used to work for MLB TV, and Ooh. whenever Ooh, I made twelve dollars an hour, <laughs> I, I would uh, so when I would have to listen to a Blue Jays radio feed, it would always drive me nuts when they'd have a commercial for Mazda because it would be Mazda Toronto. <laughs> So Come weird. on down to Mazda Toronto. Joe Carter said hi. <laughs> and just, oh, God, it's bad. Get some pasta at the Mazda. <laughs> and then drink some milk out of a fucking bag. God damn it, Canada. Hey, 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 we got we got Canadian listeners. We don't want to lose them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Greg, drinking milk, milk like great. a normal person. It's all I it's all I drink is bag milk. Right from a cow. We, we got go. cartons here. It's only some fucking weird place in Ontario that does bags. Oh, never mind. All right, yeah, we can dunk on them. Yeah, bag yeah. milk. What's that about? Yeah. Uh, what is the deal? Oh, anyway, we should have just done this in the entire Seinfeld cadence, you know. What's the deal with bad milk? All right, sorry. The is round. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think uh, Panarin should be the third option here. That's what I'm throwing out there. If the Rangers somehow make the playoffs, I think Panarin should be the third Hart nominee. I think McDavid should get it, but. I think some noise should be made for Panarin because he's having a bonker season, even though yeah, the Rangers is, are uh, trash. This is where I make my my big push for McKinnon, mostly because I made a modest bet on him in preseason to win the oh, heart. Baby. So, uh, you know, McKinnon oh, all the way. Ones. Yeah, I, oh. I'm fine with McKinnon again. I'm just McDavid. It's literally McDavid, I mean, Dreisaitl, and like that's the team. Yeah, McDavid's going to win it. And I like, think McKinnon is a lock for the second. Yeah. And, and if Pasta scores 55, all right. Ma- like uh, uh, McDavid's goals. going to win it 
if they make the playoffs because hockey writers have a giant boner for players who make the playoffs, unless they're Claude Giroux, of course. That is, and that mm-hmm. is, uh, of course, unless it's true. But that is also the reason why I think Panarin might actually work his way into it. I don't think the Rangers are going to ultimately make the playoffs, but I think he's going to get them. They're 11 up. points out of a spot right now. I think they're in pretty bad position. Yeah, they're in pretty, yeah. All right, all right, fair, all right, all right, jeez, all right, all right. Oh, don't jump down my throat for saying a shitty team might succeed. I'm just talking hockey, just hypotheticals here. (laughs) Yeah, so just let the Rangers go on a crazy-ass run, and he gets a thousand points, and then he's the... Henrik Lundqvist Uh, finds the fountain of youth. Drink some of that Tuck Everlasting. They call it the fountain of youth. Uh, Maybe he gets that Benjamin Button's disease and starts going backwards. Kelly, you want to chime in? you have anything to add to this? I, uh, I got it. Okay. Uh-huh. No, all right. Uh, Norris Trophy uh, finalist for the Midseason Awards. Uh, John Carlson was first. Roman Yossi was second. Dougie Hamilton was third. Dougie Hamilton probably isn't going to win it now. Uh, mm, yeah. And Victor Hedman would be my other choices for the third option. I mean, it sucks for Dougie Hamilton because he was having a monster season, and that injury looked fucking terrible. Really bad. So he is, he is out I, yeah, he's out for the year. Am I crazy for thinking that Petrangelo should be before Yossi? I kind of do. I don't think that's crazy at all. I think Yossi gets a lot of uh, help from Ryan Ellis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that. And also John Carlson. I believe our friend Ryan Lambert made this point earlier today that if you look at Carlson's numbers and Mike Green's numbers from 10 years ago, uh, not a ton of difference in the mm. number. Friend of and, the show, uh, Ryan Lambert. Friend of the show, Ryan Lambert. We're having him on next week. Everybody's again. Oh. Yeah, but he, no, we're not. God, no. Uh, but that sounds yeah, terrible. I, that would be the John Carlson, I think, should definitely be a finalist. I, I mean, he is having a monster season. I really won't lose my mind if he won it. But I think Petrangelo is actually, I think he should be one of the finalists now. He should probably fill in for yeah. Hamilton. And I think he should finish second because I think, yeah, I think Yossi and Ellis are kind of working off of each other. Like, if you had put Ellis up here instead of Yossi, I wouldn't really have blinked. So, uh, Calder, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and Victor Olofsson. Do we have any other names you guys wanted to add there? Anything you want Carter to take? Hart? No. Carter Hart? Uh, I, I, I'll take Carter Number one in our hearts. That's what I think. Well, I, what, what kind of sucks was uh, would Limblom have been up for this this year? Oh. Would he have still been in eligibility? I don't know he... how many games he played last year. Because he was having a monster season. I, actually, the I think thing is, though, I don't think he would have had eligibility. No, he played point. 81 last year. Yeah. And he okay. played the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, even if he didn't, like, he was having a monster season, but he wasn't having a Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes well, season. Well, so he would not have won. Yeah, you're right. Like, I. McCarr and Hughes are going to be here. I'm, and this is, I think, again, just to be the third finalist because Olufsen's going to miss time now. Uh, I put down a couple other names. Dominic, uh, Dominic Kubelik with the Blackhawks already has 21 goals. It's the all-star break. Uh, John Marino, unfortunately, is having a really good season. And Ilya Samsonov also is unfortunately having a really good season. So I put those guys down. But Lindblom, I mean, he was at 10 He might have gotten some votes. Yeah, I mean, he was at, like, 10 goals near the end of, uh, or midway through November, probably, I think. Can we just, like, talk about how delicious it is that Quinn Hughes is the better one? (laughs) (laughs) I am enjoying that. I'm definitely enjoying that. So good. The entire Devil's Meltdown this year has just been 
Oh, it's just wonderful. I'm loving it. It is cathartic. It's well-deserved from just a... It just couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. Well, we saw this coming, though. Or I I thought a bunch of us saw it coming. We weren't overhyping the devils, but it was funny to watch, like, the Wyshynskis and the other people of the world kind of really pump up the devils just to uh, be this. Oh, Wyshynski pumps the tires. Whatever the hell this mess is. Yeah. I don't even know if I would say pump. Probably (laughs) There's no, they have like no good players. I don't understand no. where everybody, why everybody was getting excited. They added an older Wayne Simmons, an older PK Subban, and a guy that never played in the NHL. And he was like, oh shit, Dark Horse, they're doing it. They're coming. Unbelievable. One then the they traded, then they traded Taylor Hall for something. Uh, Stuff and things. Kevin mm-hmm. Ball, who's just a ginormic, ginormous prospect. So he's like their Sam Marin now. So there you go. He's not, I don't know if he's that uh, questionable, but uh, Lady Bing, the one where all this is where it's going to get heated. So, uh, Nathan so McKinnon. I'm so excited about this. The, important trophy, Ryan the one that every player is going. The guy who, every year, NHL players come out and they go, This is the year I'm going to win the Lady Bing this year. I've got this <laughs> locked down. Austin Couldn't, Matthews I don't understand. Couldn't like just. Ass to a lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, oh my God, he's second. That's right. Oh, what? Well, Toronto, yeah, gonna, you know, because you know what's going to happen is now he's going to win this, and at the end of the year we're going to have a oh my god he's overcome so much adversity. Do you guys remember when he got he, fucking drunk with his hometown buddies and got and showed his ass in Arizona, and now here he is. He really oh turned his god. life around. Really turned it around. You got to feel for the guy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, also to win the Lady Bing, can you just like shake a ref's hands and then there you go, it's like you're top of the line. So yeah, just... you have to smile. You know, every time that you talk to a rep, you have to call him sir. Yeah, hey, that was a good call out there. I mean, it was all made. Sir, I, I appreciate the call. I'll be, I'll be in the penalty box. I'm like, a, I'm a big fan of hockey tradition for the sake of tradition. This trophy is just fucking stupid. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes, it's, just, it's so this stupid. Is why I bring like, oh, it kind of is stupid. Yeah, I don't understand it. This um, guy didn't take any penalties. Okay, cool. He did his great. fucking job. That sounds great. Yeah. Good. Like maybe he probably should have taken some penalties. Maybe his team <laughs> would have done better had he done that. Maybe yeah, he didn't he take was, any penalties because he never does anything good. Like Robert he was, <laughs> Who likes players that don't take penalties? I mean, give me a Travis Konechny jerk store every day, all day, who's just going to slash the shit out of somebody and then score an impressive goal. I'm all about it. I like I like picturing a guy going on a breakaway, a defenseman trying to come up and trip him, but he's like, wait a second. I got the Lady Bing going. I'm a final. I don't want to trip this guy. And then he just lets a, a, a breakaway goal happen. Yeah. That's the Lady Bing effect. Protect yourself. McKinnon should win because every story I've heard about him from up here is that he's a sweet boy. Not at all he, like Brad Marchand. So Nathan McKinnon should win, in my opinion. It does It does sound like, uh, according to my sources, that Nathan McKinnon is a very sweet boy. He does seem yeah. like a pretty cool guy. So uh, I would. Your sources? What sources oh, do you have? Taking home do you have like, here. so give them the heart. Who, who are your the, sources uh, in Colorado, Craig? My don't, <laughs> don't get away from this. Who are your sources? Dinger the I, dinosaur from the Rockies? I, uh, oh, no, no, I need a no. I need sources in Colorado. So let's talk about uh, Vesna. Oh, oh that's weed, folks. That's weed. Craig and is talking then, about marijuana. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I didn't. All right, uh, Connor <laughs> Buck, Ben Bishop, and Darcy Kemper. I don't have any other names. I, I put out that Tuukka Rask probably shouldn't be mentioned because he plays for Boston and Halak's numbers are also pretty good. 
so there's a lot of system help going on there. But uh, Connor Hellybuck's been pretty much doing the Lord's work out in Winnipeg this year. Yeah, but they suck. I kind of feel like Darcy Kemper should get it. Well, but I mean, that's the thing is they suck, but they would well, be a lot worse without Connor Hellybuck. Fair. Like they, yeah, because like Helly, like the whole entire team is just getting caved in at five on five, and he's pretty much bailing them out. Kemper, they literally Kemper, do though, not have defense. <laughs> literally do not. Uh, Kemper, though, uh, the Coyotes are pretty good. I I would want him to finish second, I think. Uh, Can we just give it to home Carter Hart? Yes. Yes. Yeah, not away Carter Hart. He doesn't deserve it, but home Carter Hart's been amazing. If the Flyers can somehow get home ice advantage for the whole postseason, dude. Look out. It's curtains. Yeah, that's that's 16 and 12 in a cup, and we're done here in about 1975. I don't know if they're going to get home ice advantage. Let me be the first one to say that. (laughs) But if they do, it's, it's fucking playing the parade. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait until they figure out how to play games on the on the road. But uh, Jack Adams, Mike Sullivan, John Tortorello, John Tortorella, <laughs> Tortorella, and Craig Berube. So that's a fun group for us. So Flyers fans. <laughs> the thing that's wild about this group is that the Jack Adams is always, well, at least like recently, always the coach of the team that has done much better this year than last year. Yeah. And all of these coaches were also good last year. So it's like, hmm, so which one will win? I don't know. Yeah. I feel I like will... it, I would pick Sullivan just because the Penguins have had like 7,000 man games lost this year to injury. And there's absolutely no reason why they should be competitive. And yet, here we are. When half of your team is injured and you're calling on dudes like Sam Lafferty to play in your system and the system makes them perform pretty well, I think you're a pretty damn good coach. Like, I, you're right. I, I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know what he does. I don't know how many more injuries they can take, but he, the Penguins are always, they've been killing it this year and they've had a shit ton of injuries. So I'm just, yeah. I'm talking out to just him. And then, uh, I, I, I mean, Tortorella's got a good case. And by the way, Tortorella's is his breakfast cereal. But... <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Tortorella's got a great case just based on the fact that who the fuck plays on that team besides Seth Jones and uh, Wierenski? Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, Corpusallo and uh, Merzlikens uh, have had pretty good seasons, too. Their goaltenders so, have been, like, surprisingly good. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how uh, that's how I feel that Jack Adams usually goes, is when oh, yeah. he's always canceling his head to make one team look really, really good, but they're still getting, like, killed every game. That's usually who gets it now, but I mean, this year, I feel like you're right. There isn't really that option, uh, Kelly. And at least three, I think. I think they're kind of in order how I would pick them. Yeah. Because yeah. the Blues are still doing pretty good without, uh, with Craig Ruby. Do we fuck up on Craig Ruby? Should we have kept them? I don't think Either so. talk about this? No. no. It's, a, it's like the same thing with Lavi. Like, we shouldn't have kept him either. Like, at the yeah. time that they were fired, they were right to be fired from here. I just, I mean, I... Come on, Craig. You know better than this. You know better than this. I think it goes without saying. I just wish they had picked somebody else besides Haxtell. I would have liked to have seen... I mean... It's all like, revisionist history at this point. I oh, mean, at no, the no, time, no, it absolutely is. I was no, excited about Haxtell because they were trying something new. They were going outside of the system, and it didn't work. But, I mean, Barubi, nobody thought he should have been here at that point. No. Oh. And listen, like, he's obviously done a good job, but, like, also, they brought in Ryan O'Reilly, which Ron Hextall probably could have done and did not. 
and they had a goaltender stand on his head for the entire back half of the season. Like it wasn't just Craig Berube. It wasn't just yeah. Right. It wasn't like Braden Shen saw Craig Berube and he said, "Oh, captain, my captain, I'm going to show up." Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like Patrick fucking Maroon was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to score some clutch goals because of Craig Berube." Yeah. yeah. All right, that's all fair. Yeah, right. and the Bennington to uh, the Bennington thing too was he switched to Bennington when I think most coaches were kind of forced into making a goalie change because nothing was going right for the Blues. You may as well fuck just say fuck it and throw this guy in there. So yeah, that, that's that's all yeah. fair. Uh, I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's like you know he's not doing game yeah. yeah, that's fair. I, I agree with that. Uh, GM of the year. Joe Sackick with the Avs, John Chaco with the Coyotes, or Doug Armstrong with the Blues. Uh, I think this is also a very dumb reward or award. Why is Doug Armstrong up for it this year? Like it just what, I, what did they do I, different? Well, that's well that kind of this that speaks to my whole thing for why this award is way dumb to keep because... the team together by doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, cool beans. Like it takes a couple of years to put together a pretty good team, so uh, I, I don't know. I. I guess this year I would give it to Joe Sackick. But the uh, Coyotes also added Taylor Hall and got Phil Kessel. Well, Phil Kessel's been terrible, but they did get Kessel in the offseason, and the Coyotes are doing pretty damn good. So I will I will say that, like, given, like, I don't like John Chaka for, like, absolutely no good reason. Like, for something <laughs> about him, I just don't like him. Um, he seems a little creepy. Yeah, I, but, I like, they, I don't think they give him a whole lot of money to work with. And he kind of built a pretty good team just through drafting. Like a lot of that is homegrown. So there's something to that. And now they're kind of like starting to bring in additional pieces, like you said, and they're going to make the playoffs at a pretty high seed, mostly because the West sucks. But I mean, it's hard to like discount the fact that the Coyotes were a completely irrelevant franchise before he came in. And now they're not. So something. I'm thinking, was he, one of his first trades was that Datsuk trade, right? Where they just ate the Datsuk contract? I think that I was I think around. so, yeah. But I they mean. Did a, they did a few of those, didn't they? Yeah, well, uh, the Hosa was another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've all, they got Hennestros out of that, and they've been, they yeah, they've been building in the right direction. So I guess if they. Yeah, but Chucky 2 trade signed 7 for 7Ks, or Hayes, so. Oh, uh, that is duh. Yeah. Also, multiple assets <laughs> for Justin Braun, as you would like to point out. So that's uh, that happened. Niskanen too. Yeah, he's been you know uh, Nisky so, business. I think it's a no brainer. Done deal. It's Chucky two trades. All right, so Chuck Fletcher, then John Chaka, then Joe Sakic. All right, that's fair. Uh, Rod Langway Award for a D man that excels in defense. Uh, I fucking Jake, forgot about this dumb shit. I did too. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about this award. I'm excited that they actually kind of nailed some correct names here, but yeah. uh, Jacob Slavin, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi. And Andrew McDonald. And Andrew McDonald. I was going to say, like, the, the Jack Johnson, Andrew McDonald Mc- Memorial Defensive Defense <laughs> Award. <laughs> I, was, I was really, I when I forgot about it and then read it today, I was waiting, I was like, oh, fuck, Roman Polak is going to make this list. They're going to figure a way to honor <laughs> Dion Phaneuf. Like, it's going to be all this dumb shit. They actually got, like, good defensive defensemen now. No, so. yeah, these are good. Again, going back to the early discussion about EOC, I, I you could interchange EOC and Alice this year. I wouldn't notice. I thought Jonas Prudine has been getting a lot of love this year. I thought he could work his way up into the top three. And then also I mentioned Victor Hedman earlier, and he actually gets noticed 
down here. So you guys have any glaring misses here? Or Besides AMAC? Like glaring misses here? I don't know. Uh, no. Anybody I'm, 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 I mean, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm joking, but I'm also not. Like, who gives a shit? The best offensive defenseman. I'm, who cares? It is kind of interesting because, like, nobody actually knows what a good defensive defenseman is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this guy who guards his goal based on their defenses. <laughs> it's the most, it's a pretty, it's a really subjective award. Mm -hmm. It's too subjective. It's too gay. Yeah. It's anyway. body bag hag. Come on. Body bag hag. Body bag uh, hag. Comeback player of the year. <laughs> William, William Nylander, Anthony DeClaire, Max Pacioretty. So did all these, they all just came back from being like bad last year or not one yeah. that's on a contract? That's what, okay. There's not any real issues of like, you know. Well, my thing with Nylander is like what he's coming back from is holding out. What he's coming back from is saying, I need more money to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. which, like, <laughs> totally fine, but it's not, like, he was good. It's not a hardship. Yeah, it's not like that's a tragedy for a while, right And then he came back and was good. Like, Anthony Duclair, like, legit sucked for a while, and this year he's been really good. So I can't, I can't wait for the day in June when we're reading about Nylander as a comeback player of the year and everything that Matthews overcame, overcame to become the Lady Bing award winner. So the Toronto is going to figure out a way to still talk about themselves in June, even though they're not going to make the playoffs or something this year. So Here's I'm excited about Nylander, though. What, you, what you're forgetting about Nylander is that Kyle Dubas is a genius. A genius. That is true. I forgot. Mm. Did you? What do you do with the Tafara signing? And how he's able to get him to play in Toronto. Oh man, the way he signed the best player available to play in his hometown. Oh, wow. <laughs> genius! Fuck What's Michael Hutchinson's uh, save percentage at? Is it cracking 600 yet? It's gotta be uh, out there. 69. Oh, got him. Boom! <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Max Pacioretty, I don't. Like, declare. What, what I, was I, his I, hardship? Getting traded at midseason? Yeah, I, I don't. I really don't. Patrick, I don't get to clear. Oh, I get having to play for a, a semi-popular franchise in Vegas. Like I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Declares bounce around and then he's having a really good year this year. So like maybe, but uh, we need. I mean, from those three, I would give it to Declare. Yeah, we yeah. need people with like actual hardships, not just you know. Like somebody who actually it. sucked and then got better, as opposed to like just didn't play for a little bit and then <laughs> played again, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who I don't remember who won it last year. Like I don't. Wasn't it um from the Islanders? Uh... Laner? Uh, it may have been. Was it Laner? Oh, it might have been, and that was what that makes. It. But see that yeah that, that one made sense. sense. Yeah, guys struggling with mental health. Yeah, okay. Not mm, I want to get paid ten million this season. So I don't know. I'm not really buying that as the uh, the comeback thing. Uh, let's see what else here. This is, uh, games. I got some stats. Let's see. Ooh, stats. We, we, let's talk about the Penguins getting oh, yeah, let's, let's dunked just on. Dunk on the Penguins for a little let's bit. just dunk on the Penguins because guess what? They got their asses shut out by Brian Elliott. Brian oh, Elliott, oh, yeah. who ho, is ho, ho, ho. 85 years old, shut out the Penguins, and it was magnificent. Steve, you're able to slow down here. We have on the uh, the Banff enthusiast. With, uh... I don't know that we have to act like being shut out by Brian Elliott is some kind of horrible, embarrassing <laughs> nightmare. Like, Brian Elliott's a fine goaltender, Steve. 
<laughs> and when the team in front of him holds them to like 19 shots or whatever, he's going to do just shots. fine. I will yeah. say, I that's thought that's some Marty shit right there. Yeah, just get credit. I would say that's some Chris Osgood shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think I thought that was the biggest takeaway from the game on Tuesday was uh, the Penguins are notably uh, better defensively this year in terms of like chances against. And that felt pretty much like a playoff game in terms of how many chances, the limited chances there were, and mm-hmm. the Flyers still gave the Pens nothing and came out on top. So, but uh, yeah, Brian Elliott, third shutout as a Flyer. Had the one as a, in the regular season finale, 2017-18. Also, had, uh, was also net for four-one win over the Hawks last year in November. Just the 18th time out of 69. A very nice number hey. of regular season games for Crosby against uh, the Flyers, nice. where he did not record a single point. Uh, I already said the thing about his 70-game shot attempt streak. He had a 29.93 expected goals for percentage in his time on ice against Katoria at 5-on-5. So, the guy deserves a fucking selkie. Uh, JVR and Jake scored. JVR is on pace for 22 goals. Jake's on pace for 16 goals. Uh, Shoot! Jake, that never shoots. I'll throw five shots on goal. I just wanted to point that out there. Uh, some other thing. I noticed a lot of stretch passes in that game. I was going to expand on that note, but then uh, I forgot about this outline. Uh, you get ah! Kevin Hayes, the penalty kill at the end of the first period by Kevin Hayes. Oh, God. That was great. Yeah, That, that was fantastic. I just want to talk about Kevin. I mean, I just like talking Kevin about Kevin Hayes, too. So. I mean, he's. I really thought I was going to fucking hate that dude, and I like him a lot now. That's my that's my analysis of Kevin Hayes on I becoming ex- a flyer. Yeah, I expected that I would be fine with his play on the team. Like, he would be good center depth, and I would fucking hate the shit out of him, personally, because yeah. he's a dude bro from Boston. So I thought he would have, along the same lines, the dude bro from Boston part, I thought people really would have really defended him when he was like an underwhelming middle six center, and we were going to have to stare at that contract for a bunch of years. And the contract could still come back and bite us in the ass, but he seems pretty likable, and his play on the ice is... Uh, is a lot of fun to watch. Well, and he's been very my expected. big thing, my big thing is if he keeps playing defense like this and the penalty kill, I can forgive a lot of offensive oh, yeah. flaws if he's just solid defensively. I mean, just think about how popular Keith Primo got after he started playing defense uh, mm-hmm. at his best. Yeah, and also I think something that always happens with. Uh, middle six forwards is people look at point totals and don't realize that's the market value for point totals. So I think I saw somebody making a big deal about how he was projected to get under 50 points. But when you factor in his defensive impact and what he's done on the PK and you add on 45 points on top of that, that's kind of like the going rate for a second line center. You know what uh, really gets me about those center. people? Like those are the people, those are the watch the game nerd people who complain that you use too many stats to judge their favorite players and perhaps you should just watch the game. Hey, and nerds, meanwhile, get your eyes out of your calculators and watch the goddamn game. All they is, like, quote, point totals. Oh, yeah, guys, no, that's all that happens. Kevin Hayes sucks, doesn't get 50 points. JVR sucks, hasn't scored 30 goals. It's like, are you actually watching the game, nerd? Because they're, like, Kevin Hayes is outstanding defensively. Yeah, so that's dude. a thing that's good in addition scoring goals. Also, seeing him be good on the ice doesn't include any numbers. So yeah. that should also help your whole... No, mm-hmm. that's... Uh, yeah, Kelly's uh, hitting on a point of 
I try to make every week on this goddamn show. But these people aren't watching games, Kelly. It's pretty yeah. much just us and yeah. uh, some people that go to the games. I was going to say, like, considering nobody really goes to the game anymore, it might be true that actually no one watches the game. <laughs> might be, that might be what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Travis Konechny's mom who tweets at us sometimes, she probably watches the games. Nobody else. <laughs> Top choice of mom there. Thank you. I called her mom Konechny one time, and she was so confused. I was like, oh, sorry. Philadelphia area. That, that made me so happy. Yeah, because that, that is definitely a Philadelphia area thing right there. Yeah. I love it. It goes it goes back to that whole thing. With the, like, this is the thing about Katoria from years ago before we started producing. And I think we, we just talked about this on one of these podcasts a couple weeks ago. But the thing with Katoria was even before he started producing, he was still doing what he does now. He just right. wasn't putting up a shit ton of points. So it became the annoying thing where the anti-stats crowd was like, oh, Couturier sucks. And then they were like, he doesn't finish chances. It's like, yeah, he's out there with Ronaldo and Adam Hall, and he's not quite finishing dunks. I think that's pretty good. Like, if he's generating offensive chances with those two, I think he'll be all right. And then it just wasn't, yeah. That's my Couturier rant. There you go. I just wanted to get oh, it wow. in. That's all, yeah. Like, give, give, give me the OW. So. I think we should uh, talk a little bit more about Sean Couturier on this one. Couturier. What does he even do? <laughs> what is it that you say that you do here? Oh, everything. Right. Yeah, just everything and do it the best. But, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I'm trying to look for more stats. <laughs> so while, while Craig's vamping. Craig's pondering stats things. here. So, like, <laughs> one of the things that we talked about on radio this week in the wake of this Pens game is that there aren't there aren't a lot of teams in the East that I don't think the Flyers could beat in a first-round series. I mean... The Pens, I think they could definitely beat in a first-round series. Um, I think they have a shot with the Bruins. I I think they could beat the Capitals. The Bruins Bruins scare me. I think that they could beat the Capitals. I don't love their chances against Tampa Bay. I don't like... I I I think they would struggle... The thing is, Tampa Bay, I don't know, man. I just always wonder with a, an offensive talent, offensively talented team like that. But yeah. if the Flyers can, you know, really turn on the defense like they have done in a, a bunch of games this year, then the chances are better. I mean, this is, compared to Flyers teams of the past, Like, I really feel a lot better about their mm-hmm. defense when they can really tighten it up in certain games, especially when you get that Niskan and Proveroff pairing out there for, I don't know, 25 to 30 minutes a game. No, that's why I think they have a better chance, but I'm still not. I think they're better suited for the postseason now, and I think they can upset or they can win a first-round series, but I'm still not. I don't know if I'm going to be confident against the Pens, the Caps, or the Bruins. The I mean, Caps, I'm not I'm saying really that they're going to be favorites. Again. I'm not yeah. saying that like, I feel we like should they... roll into it expecting that they're going to win, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think that they could. Oh, yeah, no, I think – I think this is the first year in a while where when the fly if the Flyers make the playoffs, I'm actually gonna be excited because they can win that series. It's been a couple years. It's been a while since it's been a couple years since rare. I've had that feeling with the Flyers. Like twenty eighteen, I they weren't winning that series. Twenty sixteen was the same type of feel. And twenty I feel like you can even go back to twenty fourteen, I felt like they didn't have really the strongest chance, even though it went seven games. But I think that, I, mean, I think if they get this year I can see past the how they can get past those teams. I'm just going to run down real quick the teams that are in playoff positions in the East as of today. Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida, Washington, Pittsburgh, Islanders, Blue Jackets, Hurricanes. 
God, I fucking love that Toronto is in the playoffs. It's so funny. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> so funny. Kadri is a backbone of that team, apparently. <laughs> I feel good about their chances playing Islanders, Blue Jackets, Hurricanes easily, and the Panthers. Uh, I... Boston, Tampa Bay are tough. Pittsburgh, I actually feel all right about. Washington, I still think they bad time against Washington. See, I think Tampa, but Tampa, they just had the 1-0 game against. And also you saw what Columbus did last year. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I don't know. And like I guess I worry are... about Tampa's offensive talent just like turning it on. And then but it's just the like. Flyers are more defensive. Like they're more defensive. But I, I would want Tampa. That's what I worry about. I don't, I don't think know. they can lock it down defensively. They might be able to overpower you with offense, but the Flyers play strong defensively, and I think they did in that one nothing game when they do routinely whenever they play top-end teams. I think they could – like, that's actually one of the teams I would feel more confident about. The Cavs can shut it down defensively, and then you also have to shut down a Vetchkin, so fuck that. Fine. And then Fine. the Bruins I mean, just live in playing yeah. really heavy defensive hockey, and they've had a lot of experience doing it. And also, all of it hinges on Carter Hart coming back and yeah, playing well cool. into the first round. Because, like, I love Brian Elliott, but I'm already getting nervous about the number of games <laughs> Brian Elliott's having to play. Like, I'm just waiting for him to, like, turn the wrong direction and blow his knee out or something. Like, I can't be Brian Elliott going into the playoffs. So, I mean, Dave Haxtell dis- disagrees. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Axel, yeah, he's looking for ways to get doubleheaders in there. I think they just have to, they got to trick Carter Hart and they're thinking he's always in Philadelphia. I think that's the answer. Yeah. You tell that dude he's always in Philly, you give him a Wawa hoagie, and then just go. You just change the windows, you put wallpaper up at the Philadelphia skyline. A little bit of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pay there. everybody, you pay everybody locally to just say, uh, get me some water and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's home, baby. Water and a hoagie. You're good. People out in Phoenix. What the fuck? Say what now? What is this? I need oh, a hoagie. Have, for a Number one, they don't They don't have water in Phoenix. Come on. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. It's, it's desert. the desert. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't, I don't have any. Oh, I was going to say the thing about Andrew Agazino hitting the post. Because that felt like a very. That's not a real person. It's not a real person. I'll oh, Andy a real goal. But. When I hit the post in the first period, it felt very much like what would have been the typical turning point of Flyers-Penguins game because the That's Flyers are dominating that game. The Penguins get uh, like a quarter of a window to make, you know, any kind of thing to break the Flyers' soul, and the puck would go in off Agazino stick. Luckily, it stayed out, and I think that was a big reason why they won on Tuesday. All right, I don't have anything else to say, but oh, I thought Joel Farabee played pretty well, too, considering he was moved back up to the top six, didn't have any noticeable... Uh, flaws and also play pretty well. I know you brushed this aside a little bit, but the stretch pass thing really stood out to me. They had um, like four or five, didn't they? they it was a, a lot of them, yeah. and they were fun. And we talked <laughs> about it a little bit on radio, and Charlie mentioned that that was kind of a thing that he did in Vancouver, AV. Big oh, L. okay. Um, so he might, maybe it's something like on with particular teams he's going to bring back. I like it. It's so fun. They were, I mean, yeah. No, it really it's like is. like when a quarterback airs it out in a football game. It's just like, fire that fucking puck all the way down the ice. I like it. I'm a big fan. Somebody yeah. cherry pick. Let's go. They had some fucking good passing. That Katori you know checking that game. Bring Ooh, back the so two-line pass. Bring back the two-line pass. Let's lock it down. <laughs> hey, speaking of Lambert, yeah. Bring back the uh, two-line pass. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Ryan Lambert pitching in right here. That's great. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Oh, I wanted to talk about JVR Drew. I answered my own question. JVR Drew connecting at Sanheim and Myers playing pretty good the last two games. Uh, JVR Drew connecting. They had three of the goal, uh, four goals on Saturday against the Kings. And then Tuesday they lined up against Jared McCann, Evgeny Malkin, and Brian Rust. It's Evgeny Malkin and the two guys who have had monster seasons for the Penguins. Uh, that line pretty much hemmed them in their own zone. They had a 84.12 expected goals for percentage and 12.15 time on ice. And then Sanheim and Myers usually have been fucking up the last couple of weeks and giving up goals against. But I thought they played pretty good games the last two games. Sanheim uh, and Myers, attorneys at law, fucking <laughs> up the last few weeks. <laughs> Uh, we're on the ice for a goal for and no goals against in both the games. Played a good amount of minutes in each. So I just wanted to point those out. I want fucking Phil Myers to figure it out and not I make think his defensive I, mistakes. I think he's going to. I, I mean, I, I kind of like that they gave this pair a couple of games to figure it out. Yeah. Because there's a lot of potential there. I I would not hate a top four pro Ralph Niskanen, uh, Sanheim and Myers next no, year. No, that's hot. Even though I am a big fan of, or I've become uh, apparently one of the bigger defenders of Braun. Uh, Braun's really great, but I Myers. I think he's he's fine on a third pair yeah, and like right, maybe move him up as necessary. But like Myers just has to get out of his own way. It just seems like <laughs> really he's way up is. in his head. Yeah, like he just needs to stop thinking so much about what he's doing and just do the hockey. Craig officially one of bronze boys. One <laughs> of bees, bees. No, but uh, yeah, the Couturier cadre and bronze boys. <laughs> I, well, well, I wonder how many hours going to be written about cadre being traded. By the Does way, that that's think piece yet. No, no fuck cadre. But I'm going with with the Couturier cadre though for uh, I think our Couturier push. That's what I think I'm going with. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. But yeah, I'm fine with Braun on the third pair too. I, I just want him third pair just playing on the PK. I think that would be ideal minutes. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, they they I have no idea what they would sign him to next year. Maybe they can just be like, hey, you're kind of old now. Do you want to sign for less money than this? And that could be the deal for next year. That, that's master negotiations right there. <laughs> but I think there's an actual quote from Fletcher. He's like, yeah, if he wants to come back, it just has to be less because he's going to be uh, 50. Uh, All star game. I mean, I'm good. So here's the thing. Like, I I'm going to watch it because a I have no social life. B, it's hockey Rich. and Rich. I'm a sick person. Um, What's the current format? Is it a two on two? Three on three. Just, you know, oh, it's, it's three, on three, three on three. Okay. Right. Yeah. They haven't reduced it. Another person. It's not just a, not yet. It's not just a series of shootouts. The coaches out there. I really like the skills competition, even though they keep trying to suck all the fun out of it. I but, know. like, it really sucks that the one thing they gave Konechny is the fastest skater. Yeah. Because Connor McDavid isn't a human being. Like, that's not a contest. That's, people he's going that. to win it. Yeah, he's going to fly by everybody. Like, why don't so they like, have one for the best slasher? The guy who, you know, just can yeah, just slash chirper. the quickest, best chirper? Yeah, do, like, a rap battle, but chirps. Yeah, TK's winning that all day. Meanest Canadian. <laughs> that is, that's the most painfully. That's like I don't want to watch that. I'll watch something. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch hockey players trying to rap with one another. I feel like well, no, 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 no. no, they're not. They're it's not, not actually rapping. rapping. No, you're the just going format, back. You chirps back and forth. The format is rap yeah. battle, but they're actually just doing chirps. 
They're not. So they're not like going to turn it into like you look like a suck, and then you try to talk. I can't rhyme. I'm Canadian. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like Konechny will just like stand across from Evgeny Malkin and like call him ugly in a bunch of hilarious ways, and then <laughs> Malkin won't say anything back. He'll just like a single tear will run down his face, yeah. and then like Konechny will win that round, and then we move on. Let's make this readily apparent. Like, nobody wants to see an NHL rap battle because people barely want to see rap battles as is. Like, nobody wants to see a rap battle generally, and these yeah. are the whitest people. Yeah. They don't need to rap. No, no rapping allowed at the NHL All-Star game. No, no. At a principle. I just keep thinking about how ugly Evgeny Malkin is. That's what I keep coming back to. Well, yeah, when you said that Evgeny Malkin could grunt, I could, I'm picturing him not grunting. Like, I picture him grunting through his nose. That's what I'm picturing where the sound is coming from. So. Listen, yeah, exactly. Sloth from just, the Goonies yeah. can, can do what he wants on the nose. <laughs> all right. Now it's time for the big subject that we've been waiting to talk about all episode. Adam Ginning, or Yinning. Oh. I'm not learning how to say his name. He's the next Robert Hack. Suspended oh. four games. What's up? I just sighed. Oh, okay. Uh, suspended four games for kneeing Emil Pedersen of the uh, Vexio Lakers in the SHL. Uh, there you go. That's the Adam getting update. He has one goal in 13 SHL games this season. Also, he has until June good. 1st, 2022 to sign his ELC. Uh, no, it is not good. Uh, but he's a fa- <laughs> apparently a uh, defensive dynamo. So uh. I'm excited to watch Robert Hag 2.0. Uh, why the Penguins suck? Well, Tuesday, baby, that's why. I have nothing. Uh, there's usually more stuff in here, but uh, we also complimented Mike Sullivan a lot, so I don't like that. So we can go back to making fun of the Penguins. They got uh, shut out by the fucking Philadelphia Flyers. They suck. Yeah, they suck. I'm kind of worried about the first game after the All-Star break. A road game against the Penguins. I want to see what that's about. I want to see how the Flyers handle themselves in that situation. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. You know who's uh, not going to be playing? Jake Gensel. What's that? No, 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 Jake Gensel. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I'm not hearing anything. Here. What's that? Huh? Huh? What's happening? What year is it? <laughs> I'm Greg Forsyth. It's time for the the back you, update. Do you like a Warriors? Uh, okay. Ba- yeah, batch update. Let's do the batch update. Kelly, this is why you're here. Uh, oh. You ready for? Uh... Well, I mean, you like batch, show. so is you can good? you can tell me if Ian actually knows what he's talking about here. So. Okay. Uh, quote. Kelsey and Hannah Ann picked things up from last week's hashtag champagne gate and decided to try to talk it out. Kelsey claims saying, quote, unkind words, quote, isn't bullying and states that she doesn't actually like champagne. While Hannah Ann Liar. tries to say fiasco, but says finasco. Finasco. That, that These sounds women are like very a very dumb, Craig. They're very dumb. <laughs> finasco sounds like a fake company. So pretty. That somebody came up with uh, on the spot. Like, what's, your, what's the name of your company? Uh, uh, finasco. It's Cisco's <laughs> biggest opponent, Finasco. It's, it's terrible. Finasco. They're just, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're in everybody's offices right now. Uh, moving on, Peter takes Victoria P. I think that was one of the ones we talked about last week. Uh, go not? on a one-on-one date where they drive a pickup truck to Pete's favorite place to go line dancing. Oh boy, that would be McDonald's, right? Uh, I, I, the later they have dinner in. An oh wait, wait, wait! No, hangar. he's a pilot. It's the airfield, so they went to the airfield to go line dancing. I say. <laughs> later they have dinner in an airplane hangar, and Victoria tells Pete about her tough childhood. Okay, so I mean, I you guys ever been line? Never been what? Don't all jump at once. 
Ever been line dancing? Line dancing. Uh, never, yeah. never not once in my life. Oh, no. I Well, I don't know if it was quite line dancing. But we had to do it for I, gym class? Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I went to three different middle schools, which is a, a weird fact about They're me. They're fucking I had to learn, huge on it. Yeah. I had to learn square dancing at every one of them, and I was fucking miserable the entire time as an awkward teenager. I, I think the main three things uh like middle school gym classes for is line dancing learning how to like pull yourself up on that rope and then like just taking a dodgeball to the face or like a basketball or football something like that that's pretty much yeah let's put a bunch Uh, of awkward kids together at their most vulnerable (laughs) developmental time (laughs) and make them dance with each other and it it'll work out fine they won't feel awkward about it at all yeah that's exactly uh, moving on. Quote: Peter takes. Uh, no, wait. I already said that one. Where the hell am I here? Former, Former contestant Demi is Former in charge of the group date. She goes into the bachelor mansion early in the morning with a squad of muscular women in tube socks to wake up the contestants by smacking them with pillows. That's right. Demi set up pillow fight contestant for the contestants with Fred Willard as the events commentator. That did that actually happen? Every year. They do some kind of weird physical competition in which Fred Willard and Chris, whatever his name is, the other guy, the host guy, they do like a like a dodgeball, like cotton and what's his face like shtick and like call the sporting event. So this time it was a pillow fight. So Fred Willard, comedy's Fred Willard showed up to call a. A pillow fight. Who is approximately 720 years old. You know him this from comedy. Welcome, Fred Willard. <laughs> from numerous Christopher Guest movies, here he is in <laughs> an actual not Christopher Guest movie, but could easily be a Christopher Guest movie situation. It could be. That's, right, that, that's so just, that's bizarre. I can we go back to, yeah. can we go back to the muscular women in tube socks, though? Because... Like, are we talking, Kelly, are we talking, like, very, like, ripped women? Like, like when you watch no. those, like, women bodybuilder competitions and no. their muscles are bigger than humans? They look like uh, roller derby girls. Oh, okay, like. okay. So right. That kind of look. Tough ladies. Tough ladies. Tough ladies. Is so tough ladies yeah. came in and they had a pillow fight. That's how... Would not fuck with them. Would not fuck with them. So it's not like a, you know, it's not like the, the male dream pillow fight here. No. <laughs> oh, a pillow. I, I guess like weird. I can't imagine anything on this show is the male dream of anything <laughs> having true. to do with women. I don't know a lot about dudes. You guys confuse me, but I can't imagine <laughs> that you watch The Bachelor and you're like, yes, yes. All the male this, dream. Yes, thank you. For. Please give me all of this. Let's go line dancing at a hangar. Slow <laughs> <laughs> me up. Let's go have sex in a windmill. Four times. All right, that's that's just endurance. That's just impressive. Yeah, I was gonna say the number of times is not swaying me there. I think it'd be the in the wimmo part. But anyway, the uh, the finale stars Sydney and mixed Miss Texas winner Alea. 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 Yeah. Alea. Alea wins, and the drama continues after the fight. Sydney asks Alea if she has a job, and later tells Pete that Alea is putting a show on for the camera. Uh oh. Wait, did uh, she have a job? None of them have jobs. I think uh, one of them might be a lawyer. I was on the, the edge of my them. seat. Do, do you have a job? <laughs> that's that's always a great question to ask somebody that you're thinking about dating to is, do you have a job? 
Are you gainfully employed, or what's the deal here? <laughs> just semi-employed. Uh, <laughs> just a little employed. On part-time. Uh, at McDonald's. Uh, the next day, Pete, while donning some popsicle ass swim trunks, asked some of the other contestants <laughs> what, what they think what? about Leia. Wait, wait, wait. And he ultimately does... spent her No, packing. stop. You stop. What does popsicle ass swim trunks mean? Uh, if I had to guess know. based off Ian's uh, terminology, it's probably red, white, and red trunks in their shirt. <laughs> that would be my guess. Or they're like extremely obnoxiously like neon colored. Uh, <laughs> They've actually, they're actually insulated, so you can freeze them, and then you're drunk all day. <laughs> yeah, unless he's walking around pulling out popsicles left and right. I don't, I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's it's got, actually just a really. They're insulated, and he's just pulling popsicles out of the swim trunks. Going, <laughs> that's Who his wants a popsicle? I don't want to know where that's been. It's so just baby, been in my swim trunks, baby. So baby, a new sickle. What's going on? Yeah, I got plenty. Yeah, you know I'm packing. Look at these swim trunks. Yeah. Local pervert arrested. <laughs> Rightly convicted. Uh, all right. In the previews for next week, everyone flees to the Cleve? Cleveland. Alea decides to come you back. Didn't, you didn't finish the sentence because I stopped because of popsicle ass swim trunks. So he asked the other contestants what they think about her, and he ultimately sends her back. So did he take like a poll and go like, nobody likes her, right? She's not the one I should be marrying. Yeah. Is there were like one on one interviews with other ladies who were like, yeah. Alea's kind of fake because all the rest of them are, of course, uh -oh. not fake at all. Well, and it's but, a competition, uh, <laughs> so it's like, should we eliminate somebody from the competition? Right. I think so. It's like a freakish. The way that they do it is so creepy. It's like we are all competing for this man's penis. However, we're all working together as a group of supportive ladies who are going to cheer each other on. And hope for the best for everyone. It's like a very... I don't know how anybody does this. That's Who a, will win the penis this week on ABC? <laughs> that's the That was the second name for The Bachelor. Well, she, yeah. wants, who, who's taking the penis this week? Yeah. Right, uh, Who shall wear the cock crown? <laughs> <laughs> good night right. and good hockey. I'm done. <laughs> In the previews for next week, we got one more sentence to get through. In the previews <laughs> for next week, everyone flees to the Cleve. Cleveland, thank you, Ian, for that. Alea decides to come back. And Victoria F. goes on a one-on-one -on -one where she and Pete are serenaded by a country singer she was in a relationship with. What is this goddamn show? Why? Why? Like, why? Serenaded. Oh god. All right. A country singer. She was in a relationship with and that country singer is Garth Brooks. Don't you hate when that happens like when you go to a club and the band playing is your ex-boyfriend? Oh god, if I had it happens to me a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah I mean it's just god, come on. I'd like to leave my apartment once right? and not have that happen, but I mean, I mean fuck. All of Craig's ex-boyfriends are in hardcore metal bands. Mhm. Mm that is true. Yeah, I haven't been able to go to a Slayer concert in years. <laughs> years. <laughs> it's terrible. All I want to do is just, you know. You know, you awkward. have a stage date with pre-planned guests and it happens <laughs> yeah. to be your boyfriend. What are the fucking odds? You yeah, just want to have a relaxing night of listening to Rain and Blood and then it's your ex. Yeah, of course I'll go see Anthrax. Who? Why would I not want to go see Anthrax live? And then all of a sudden you remember, yeah. I went out with their bassist. 
I think it's Scotty in. I don't know. All right, you want to do around the league and then get out here? Is that? Let's go the around way, the league. You, Stevie, you have to listen to around the league for the last thing because we do have to discuss the last topic I put on here. Because it. But I was does... going to play Doctor Mario on my phone. Well, Aww. play it for about five minutes, and then well, then Kelly and I can talk about it. Kelly's here. Somebody Deal. will listen to these uh, these stats here. So, around the league, Alex Ovechkin is now tied listen, with Steve. Listen, Robocop's fighting a samurai right now. That's where I'm at <laughs> for ninth all time. With 690 goals, Mark Messier is eighth with 694. I think Ovechkin will be eighth in a week or two. Uh, Chicago signed goalie Matt Tompkins to an ELC. He was a seventh-round pick in 2012. He's playing in Rockford this year. The Hawks only have Colin Delia and Tompkins signed past this season. So uh, looking good out there in Chicago. Both Luke Shen and David Backus cleared waivers earlier last week. Aww. Or last week, earlier this week. Yeah, Luke Shen, right? Completely. I always forget he's in the league. Uh, oh, wow. For good reason. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, as we mentioned before, suffered a horrendous broken leg. Adam Adam Lowry is out for a month with a contagious case of UBI. Jacob Markstrom and the Canucks have started contract talks. Uh, Anthony Mantha is out for at least another month, if not the rest of the season, due to a rib cage and shoulder injury suffered in late December. And the last actual hockey thing is Stephen Johns returned to NHL action this week. He missed all of last season in the beginning of this season with post-traumatic headaches, not related to concussions at all, but he went 146 games without playing a game in the NHL. So, and he's back now. And then last but not least, Mr. Peanut is dead. After 104 years, the planner's mascot is apparently being slaughtered in a Super Bowl ad. And I, I can't, I can't deal with it. It's very upsetting. So I just wanted to do uh, it again. I mean, so I just I, wanted to, what's so, your guys' biggest memory of Mr. Peanut? Uh, you know, it's tough. I think it was the twirling of the cane. I like the big, I like the twirling of the cane a lot. The monocle is a big fan of, uh, and the top hat, big fan of the top hat. I just, it, my favorite thing about Mr. Peanut was despite the fact that he was oh so salty, he always remained very positive. Oh, that is true. That is you, you can't know. prepare for this. I didn't. I just made that up. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Uh, this is so. I checked this out briefly. I logged on to Twitter for five very, very poorly chosen minutes, and I saw Mister Peanut all over my timeline. I'm like, why the fuck is Mister Peanut here? So I, I googled it, and then I saw the the weird ad involving Matt Walsh and. Wesley Snipes, uh, yeah, and Mr. I, Peanut, I, yeah. Matt, Matt, uh, it's I, I didn't see this bit. Oh, it's it's very weird, and that's going to be the Super Bowl ad. So they'll have the <sighs> upright citizens brigades, Matt Walsh, Blades, Wesley Snipes, and of course the IRS is Wesley Snipes and <laughs> Mr. Peanut that's in the car funny. together, and it, the consequences will be deadly. So who do you? So they're obviously gonna unveil some kind of like new version of mr peanut is it going to be like a lady peanut do you think or is it going to be like a super uh, cool millennial peanut i hope like, it's blade peanut like wesley snipes is there for a reason so he better be I, hope they, out like a black I hope they leather fucking duster. Miss the mark with some overrun because they already were using wesley snipes i, I think they're going to miss the mark with some actor that's just like kevin nealon's going to be the next mr peanut i think that's black gonna they're going to do leather the duster thing He'll have sunglasses oh, yeah, on, that. he'll there have a sword, he'll have a gun, and he'll be like, some motherfucking peanut's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Also, Kevin Nealon, you know, either one. No, it's Spade. It's David Spade, obviously. Oh, God, yeah. David Spade. It'll be, be a really good. snarky peanut. Uh, Jack Bauer. They just do 24 hours of peanuts. And yeah, yeah. Going around. Yeah. Damn it, peanut Chloe. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's around the league. RIP to Mr. Peanut. Uh, gone but not forgotten. Or though I guess he's not dead yet, technically. Uh, 140 years dead. old, too. That's, you know, it's it's pretty old peanut. It's like most also, bar peanuts. You know what? I'm changing my stance. He was a peanut that wore a monocle and a top hat. This should have been done a lot earlier. He should have been wiped out in like the 70s. So that's my stance. Or maybe, uh, you know, probably wiped out when the Russian Revolution happened. You know, clearly a bourgeoisie peanut. I was going to say that when history looks back on the beginning of this revolution, this proletariat revolution, <laughs> we're going to see that this was the shot heard. The first of the guillotines, Mr. Peanut. He was He's the second Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right, Steve, please wrap this up. <laughs> oh, my God. What a flyperbole that was and it definitely happened yeah whew. if you have any feedback for us the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca i'm forgetting all of my abbreviations at this point i'm tired it's been a very very long week but if you have feedback twitter is the best place kelly where can people find you on twitter oh i'm at hinks h-i-n-x do not follow me it's a terrible idea don't at her what an endorsement yeah that's uh... a. <laughs> Don't but, at her, or I will come to your house with a crowbar. You should listen to my extremely good hockey podcast called BSH Radio, which oh, you probably already know about. But you should never hit that subscribe button, please. <laughs> subscribe. That's your. That's the uh, never heard of her. That's your response, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah, heard. Never of Never heard of them. Never, never heard, heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. But I do. Yeah. And, my uh, bit. Yeah. No, obviously listen to BSH Radio. Uh, the numbers do show that more people listen. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Uh, yes, you should be listening to BSH Radio. If you're not, what's wrong with you? Craig, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at sports underscore R underscore bad. I don't know what I'm working on. (laughs) (laughs) So many irons in the fire. Look at Craig not trying uh... to push me to midnight. It's amazing. What a time to be alive. I said the uh, I'm still working on the why the reasons why they suck on the road. I'll have that out next week. And then I was going to try and do a thing arguments for why the flyers should be buyers at the deadline or why they shouldn't be Ooh, i'm ready for that one so but, but yeah now looking at both sides of the yeah so sell, baby, yeah, that's, sell. Uh, that's uh that should be coming uh that should be out there uh yeah all right so we got hanks we got sports are bad you can follow me at flyperbole or Este bomb and make it fly perfectly. That's where the hockey stuff's at. S. Bombs for the occasional, you know. I saw something weird in Philly. So unless you want some occasional weird stuff in Philly, follow the Fly Purpley account. Also, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. Listen to all of our great podcast offerings on Broad Street Hockey. We're bringing you the Flyers tent all week long. That tangy tent for you people. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as always, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, wow, wow. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve!
but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!